Well, welcome everybody to episode 16, Tales from the Core. As always, I'm your host, Mike Frank Francis, with my co-host. Adam Grizzly Gray, nice to see you again. And we've got a pretty awesome one, man. Uh, of course, again, another one of our three six brothers, uh, Corporal Michael Sylvester, is on with us tonight. What's going on? What's going on, man? I was promoted after I left three six. Yeah. Thanks you for see, demoting him. You yeah, asshole. Appreciate it. It's all right. You see the flag? The, you only, see the flag I, behind hey, me, right? I only I only had to get sergeant twice, but it's all right. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Uh, strong sign my flag is staff sergeant strong because oh, you know, yeah, even though he was a, a master sergeant, so yeah, no intention there to no, to, no, to no, demote you. It's an easy mistake because I talked to Ruble, you know like way, way, way back. And I'm like, hey, Gunny Rubel, how you doing? We did Facebook, like FaceTime, like we're doing now. He's like, hey, thanks for demoting me. I'm actually a fucking master guns and shit. I'm like, sorry, uh, dude. You know, it's, it's an easy mistake. It's, yeah, you go with what you remember, right? Correct. So that's actually, that was one of the things I was going to ask you is what, you know, what you got out as. Like if, if you got out of sergeant, staff sergeant. No, nah, no, nah, I was actually in the zone when I got reduced the first time. Um and then when I when I checked in the three six, I was I went from sergeant to corporal. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. I mean, I'm thinking like all great stories, but you know, they start at the beginning. And uh, you know, there's this you, you were with second platoon, we were with weapons, you were a corporal, we were lance corporals, you know, there's always that kind of, you know, we don't really get get to know a lot about your guys' history. So, you know, we've had Harris and some other guys come on who we're Harris, able to share. I, I heard that episode with Harris. Yeah. And like to actually get to listen to their stories of like before Adam and I joined, like prior to 2003. So, you know, just kind of like when, when you joined, where you went, how it all got started. Sure. Yeah. I enlisted in the mid 90s. Um, you guys got to remember, man, I was already on my second enlistment when I, as a corporal, when I, uh, when I got to 3 6, I, I ended up doing just under 10 years. Um, but, uh, you know, before 9-11, the Marine Corps was was completely different than what you guys know, right? Um, and you guys got to look at it from the perspective of why you joined, right? You guys right. joined to go to war, right? right. What was already happening? That's why everybody enlisted. So when I was a drill instructor at Paris Island, it was right after all that. Um, so everybody that was on, all the recruits that we were pushing through, you know, we were pushing 03 um, to go to war. Before 9-11, in the 90s, we were out in the bush, we were doing training, but we were constantly training for something that we had no idea when was actually going to happen. Right. Uh, so there was there was, there was was a lot of downtime, but there was also a lot of, you know, good good training that you guys missed out on. You know, you guys missed out on the cold weather ops in Bridgeport and Norway and, we you know, Mountain Leaders course and the UDPs of Okinawa and Jungle Warfare Training Center. You guys missed out on all that because it was, you know, boot and then go to war. Yeah. Yeah. That and that was kind of like when Harris was talking about <laughs> like all, all these different jobs they have being a boat company. Yeah. You know, and, and scout swimmers, coxmen. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck that shit is, dude. Like right. it's like we served in different Marine Corps, you know? Yeah, I, I learned I, a lot during that. Go ahead. I hated I hated boat company. I hated boat company. I was with I was I checked in when I got in, I was first with two eight. I was with Ace Marines. Okay. Uh, my first, my entire first enlistment was with Ace Marines, and then I went down to the drill field 
Um, and then after that, it was 3-6, and then I ended up going to 1-6. I cross-decked with Lom. I was getting ready to get out. And, you know, and uh, I was asked to, you know, to stay on and to to, to do another deployment. Um, you know, there were some other Marines that cross-decked over two. Um, and uh, we went to 1-6, and then I, I, rounded, I rounded out my time with 1-6. You know, all the people stayed in, and they're, they're still in. Um, still, still trying to ride it out right now, hitting about 28 years now real soon, so. Let me ask you real quick. So they, you, you were about to get out, but they asked you to stay in, right? Yeah, I was, uh, I was already getting ready. I was contemplating getting out. You know, I had, uh, I I was, I was about about my time was done with the Marine Corps. Um, and I wasn't necessarily, you know, jaded in any way. I just felt Hmm. it was time, time to move on. Um, but yeah, you know, Hey, can you can you can you come do this last deployment with me? Yeah, no problem. I got you, man. Let's go do it. You're the man, dog. You're the man. <laughs> Let's go so do it. then that was was that the deployment then that you, Lum, and Kashmar, you guys all went as soon as we got back, you went out again to one six. We, 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 were, we were back, we were back for three weeks and we went right all we went right across the street to one six and then we we rolled right back out again. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Because I, yeah. I knew that you didn't go to Iraq with us. Um yeah. But yeah, it's one it's one of those things. Like we come back from Afghanistan, and so many people are going so many different ways. You can't keep track of like where everybody went. So, mm-hmm. so the drill field when you reenlisted, right? Like, and one of the questions I was talking about is, I think everybody wants to know, like, what is what's what's it like? Like, you get what's DI school? Is it like are you a recruit all over again? Like, what's that experience? You are you are a recruit being screamed at by gunnery sergeants all day long and it's all day um i mean they you're screaming at trees you got the drill manual and you have to say everything verbatim and you're screaming at trees and they're you know they're grading you in your intensity um you know i wasn't a very intense guy until i went to the drill field i really wasn't wasn't. the the drill field kind of brought that i mean i never sang cadence at all until i went to the drill field um, you know, I never really screamed or yelled. I mean, the Marine Corps really wasn't about that. To me, that's that's what the Marine Corps was. It was just, you know, a bunch of guys out in the bush, you know, looking for somebody. We, we don't know if we we're going to find them, but we're looking for them. <laughs> yeah. um, that's what we're doing. So, I mean, that's that's exactly what it's like. It's a 100%. You're just intensity all day long. Um, these gunnery sergeants, I mean, I, I was lucky enough. I had a really, really good DI school, uh, really, DI, really good class. Um and you'd be surprised. Not a lot of old threes. Definitely not a lot of old threes down there. Um, but most of my uh, uh, instructors at the high school are all old threes. Um, you know, we had we had one guy recon. You know, do cool scuba bubble the whole nine, right? Uh, real cool guy. Um, but it's all about intensity. It just it's one hundred percent. You're just you're like a recruit all over again. Standing online, screaming, "Yes, sir! I gonna resign. No gonna resign. Don't don't go walk in there and say gunny." Don't do that because it will light you up real quick. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's you know, three months of DI school of recruit training all over again. So it's it's similar but a little bit different from, yeah. The only the only difference is you actually get you kind of get libo, like you know, after and when the day's over, you go back to the because you got a hotel on uh, or they got like a little barracks area, um, on Paris Island, and that's where you go, you go and stay. Um, and it's, but the bad thing is it's right across from permanent personnel. So there's a, there's a parking lot and there's two barracks and on either side of the parking lot, guess who stayed across the way? 
if your if your uh, your instructors were single, that's where they were. They were watching you all day, all night long, all the time. Yeah. So, so you'd be out there, and you get you know you get a couple of the motivators. We had some really good motivators in that class where they'll it's in the middle of the night. You can hear them across on the on the other side. It's like a little swamp area by First Battalion. Um, I know um, you didn't, Greg. You didn't go to, uh, you went, you you went to Paris Island, but Francis, you didn't, right? No, I, I did. I was you with did, the yeah. second platoon. Okay, all right. So you second we battalion. Both did. Yeah, yeah, second battalion golf okay. golf company. Yeah. yeah, that's where I was. That's where I was as a recruit and a drone instructor. Um, but um, over by first battalion, get the little swamp area. You'll hear a kid out there. You know, staff sergeant. It's all staff sergeant sergeants with a sword, just screaming at a tree. You know, nine, ten o'clock at night, screaming at a tree, doing some, you know, some part of the drill manual, you know, whatever, oh, whatever, the, whatever the movement was, right? Just screaming it because you had to be able to do it verbatim, no breaks, no arms, and you just had to spit it out. You know, yeah. think about your drill instructors and how everything kind of was nice and smooth, right? You know, when they gave their commands, that was all taught. That was all taught. Let, let me get this straight, though. And I understand the Marines okay. make us do fucking crazy shit. You, okay. they, you literally had to go scream in a tree. Well, I mean, they didn't tell us to go scream at a tree, but, I mean, they say, hey, you better go practice. You might want to go scream at a tree. That's exactly what we did. We went out there and we screamed at a tree. Uh, I'm so know, intrigued, would, man. Just keep going, bro. Thank you know, you. We, were, we, were, we, were, we would do it with each other as well, you know? We would, you know, grab a couple guys and go through the drill manual I mean, there were some guys, you know, I can't, I can't really recall if I was really that motivated where I was out there, you know, on Libo going over the drill manual. I might, I might've done it once or twice, but I, I really can't recall. My time was my time, you know, like that's, that's how all threes live. You know, we, when it's, when it's Libo, that's exactly what the fuck we do. <laughs> we go <on> Libo, <laughs> you know? Um, so, you know, I can't recall. I mean, I might've done it. I mean, I passed. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't a stellar you know, uh, a student at the high school, but nobody really is, you know, they always kind of, and it's just like recruits, you know, they try to tear you down just to build you back up again, you know, because it's about that confidence. You have to have that confidence when you're standing in front of those kids. And trust me, I have, you know, I had a, I had a platoon when I was a drill instructor, you know, that we, we had it, but I was a, I was a heavy and we had a third hat who just, he wasn't very strong. He wasn't very strong at all. And he wasn't very confident. And it has nothing to do with how big you are. I'm not a big dude, right? And he wasn't a big dude either. And the recruits just did not respond to him at all because he had no confidence. Right. You know, and it, it turned it turned really, really bad. I mean, I'm not gonna go into too much detail, but it got really bad. Um, there was there was an altercation and you know, ended up being a two-hat team, just me and the senior, uh, for pretty much most of that cycle. Which was really, which sucked really bad. But what, what, you know, that, what does a third hat mean? All right, so oh, you guys. Yeah, can you break? Thing, I was going to ask that too. If you could break right, down so, the hats and know, the structure. You got, you got your big daddy, right? You got your big dad. That's your senior. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't do shit. He does absolutely nothing except keep boys on track. You know, and then you got your heavy. He's the EDI, right? Um, he's an experienced drill instructor. He's the one that teaches drill. He's the one that pretty much controls that platoon. So if you remember your drill instructor, there was always that one green belt. Who did everything, right? Who yes. was like the boss? That's that was your that was your heavy, that was your EDI. And then you got your third hat on your fourth hat, if you if you're lucky enough to have a fourth hat. Um, and they're just a kill hat. All they do is kick stress all day long. They also do knowledge, you know, third hat might do knowledge too, right? Um, but all they do is just yell and scream and just pull kids out of formation and throw them in the pit. That's <laughs> all they do all day long. It's just kick stress nonstop. 
Uh, but you have, but for in order to be a you know a, a you know a good drill instructor, you have to be a good third hat. If you're not a good third hat, if you can't kick stress and you can't get the recruits to respond to you, you're not going to be a good heavy. You're definitely not no. going to be a good senior. But goes you know, most, most seniors, you know, if you have a good senior, he's he's never around. You know, every now and then when the EDI or the third hat is really really like driving on those recruits and got them beat down so that they feel like they're this big and they're just kind of dragging ass and not really motivated because you beat them down so much. Hey, boss, hey, go out there and daddy them. Hey, go out there and pump them back up. And that's when the senior comes out. And then I takes his cover off, right? Pump you guys back up, you know? That's that's the whole point of the senior, right? And the senior kind of keeps everybody in line. But, you know, if you get a good team, that senior's gone. Like, he's he just kind of pops around once in a while, you know, during – during drill, during formation, you know, but you know he doesn't really doesn't really pop around that much. It's like the ex- executive of a company; he's just making right. sure shit's tight, you know. That's right. it, you know. And then he's, yeah. you know, your, your your job as an EDI is to get them ready for final drill. That's it. Doesn't matter anything else. You get them ready for final drill because that's when daddy's taking them out, right? When daddy's taking on final drill, they better be tight, you know. Right. So you know that week before, that's when your senior was calling cadence, so you guys kind of get used yep. to that. You know, whip. Yeah, if you're not if you're not a if you're not a confident drill instructor, you're not a strong third hat. You're not going to be a good drill instructor. You know, I've seen it. You know, um, I was I was I didn't complete my tour down there, as you guys know. I only was down there for you know just just about two years out of three. That's uh, still yeah yeah. But uh, you know, I've seen I've seen some weak hats, and it's because they just didn't have the confidence. You know. So speaking about like you know, beating us down and stressing us out, right? There's there's a question, and I think we talked about it uh, on a previous podcast. So I always heard that one of the quickest ways to unite a group of people is you give them all like a common a commonality. Mm-hmm. And in the Marine Corps, that commonality to unite all of us recruits is to hate the drill instructors. Yes. Is that part of the strategy? Um, it 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 is, but... It, there's a there's an interesting dynamic on that because we you can't hate the drill instructors because when you hate the drill instructors then there's going to be some resentment you're not going to listen to them you know it's it's like that in the Marine Corps we have that fine line right where you you can respect somebody for a title they hold or a rank they hold but you have no respect for that person as a man right um, yeah for a drill instructor you kind of have to do both because you guys got to remember one thing right you might have learned this from your history class you know back in the day. The drill instructors took that platoon to war, right? World War One, World War Two. You went to war with your drill instructors, so you had to be able to, you know, have trust and confidence in them. But it's it, you know, that's that's from a, from a, a dynamic for a, a drill instructor. You know, you have to be able to, you know, get them to hate you just enough that they want to prove you wrong. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> because they love and respect you. Right. So, yeah. Interesting. So every yeah. so every time that they would just in your ass, like knee deep in your ass, knife hand, right? Making you feel like you're this tall. You know, it's really, a, it needs to be a challenge to you to say, all right, motherfucker. Really? Okay, good. <laughs> good. Good, motherfucker. Let's, right, let's do this then. Let's do this. Let's really see if I'm as weak as you say I am. So right. so you 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 don't want them to hate you totally. No. But just enough, just enough, right? Just enough, just enough to be like, you know what? I'm gonna prove you wrong, motherfucker. I got you, man. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, so, and that's what it, that's what a good drill instructor is all. You know, and and, I, and that's that's just something that and, you know, back in the '90s, our leadership was that way. 
You know, most of my leadership were former drive staff sergeant platoon sergeants that had 22, 24 years in. And they were mostly all former drill instructors. And that that's just how I was raised. You know, you know, you guys kind of bypassed all that because it was like, hey, get them trained up, give them a rifle, push them out the front. You know, yeah. get them out, get them out there, get them outside the wire. Um, you guys missed out on a lot, a lot of that thing. So, uh, you know, there was a little bit of a disservice, I feel, with you guys. I kind of wish I would have seen some of that. Bit because, you know, it was trial by fire, no doubt. You know, think about Vietnam, right? A lot of guys came in, you know, they were... You hear stories about guys, you know, Marines going from PFC to to sergeant in like three months, you know, yeah. because they, they were just that good, you know, they were just that badass. That's just what happened, right? Yeah. You know, the '90s were coming off the '80s, which the '80s was the fucking '80s. I mean, there was really nothing going on but, you know, getting rid of disco and those kinds of things. But then the '90s, <laughs> the '90s was very, you know, grunge music and very mellow, and but it was all about training to go to war. Every day was like, hey, we're gonna go to war. When the fuck is this? When is this war yeah. happening? You know, <laughs> want to get in the shit. You just you know want to get been, in the shit. You know, yeah. I'm going on. I'm going on five years now. What the fuck is this war? <laughs> yeah. What's going on? <laughs> um, you know, you guys didn't really have that. You guys knew exactly what you were getting in for, right? And yeah. I felt that when I saw the recruits. You know, we had recruits coming in. We had this thing where you know I did it. Uh, the drill, my drill instructors did it. Your drill instructors might have done it too. It was really common, especially at Paris Island, where you know that first forming week. That's what that true test, right? Almost like that hell week where, you know, get everything in line. You're learning the routine, learning the BDR, and the drone stores are constantly in your ass. Even the, the third, even the EDI is kicking stress all day. But they come, they want to know why you came in. Hey, why did you come in? Why did you enlist? And right. If you, me, if you said shit like, oh, free college, good. Good. <laughs> don't you don't get no fucking free college. You're going right back to McDonald's where you came from. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So I, I got a couple questions. On, on kind of some of the things that go a little bit more in depth than some of the things you said so and this is going to lead to that so the one is like you you went to boot camp twice right right and you know there's those fucking guys that are like oh i would have joined the marine corps but i'd have punched a bitch in the face if they fucking would have yelled at me right. so right did, a i'll take them did you ever <laughs> witness that happening like b what would the marine corps do to someone would they if that if that happened other than like just butt fuck their soul like what what additionally would they would they do to that person i know they well, canceled say, nice I, hands and shit i can tell you right now i mean the, everybody would think that if you if you rose up to a you you know squared off on a drone instructor like that's it it's game on right you're gonna have every drone instructor stomping a mud hole in your chest <laughs> and walking it dry right <laughs> i can i can guarantee you right now that would never happen okay Oh, no. this, is some, this is something that you guys as recruits and maybe even even Marines in the fleet, you're going to realize is that, you know, Marines don't want to lose their career uh, by no means. Right. 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 Um, and, you know, recruits has slimy and as dirty and as grimy as I fucking think they are. They're they're extremely important to the Marine Corps. <laughs> so. Right. The recruits are almost like the most important thing to the Marine Corps. So we have to make sure that we're training them with, with, with that right way, right? So nobody, even if somebody kind of pushes on this, and you hear you were drawing, I got, man, there's all kinds of stories that some of them I probably can't talk about here, but, you know, there's some stories about drones so taking it too damn far. And there's no training value. If there was no training value, then it's just stupid, right? Uh, hold but, on, Sylvester. Right. Uh, I apologize, but we we say, like, 
we're wild with what with that would whatever we say on here we just say like hypothetically this happens so if you yeah. want to say something you know hypothetically I mean, I mean hypothetically if you know you get a drill instructor who has you know his platoon platoon online and you know i know we got a female pledge i'm gonna try to be has has you know oh she's courteous, good man she's like dirtier than us. i possibly can uh you know when he's got you know having them suck off their canteens you know like uh you know, like fluffers in a freaking porn video. You know, there's there's zero training value there. There's absolutely zero. There is no training value. You're teaching them how to you're teaching them how to do sex acts on your on the canteen. How is that going to help them win a battle in a gunfight? It's not. It's absolutely I, I did not. Miss it's, out. Like, I did. it's like you're you know you're playing out some kind of wild fantasy that your own kind of wild fantasy, right? Yeah. yeah. And you know things like that did happen. So if there was no training value, that's where. That's where it really got really got kind of itchy, right? Drone instructors, they didn't want to lose their career. They didn't want to do anything. No, it was not wider than a bottle. So it's the last uh, thing they want is to lose a career. Last geez. thing they want. You know, Janine, you got a you got a you got a demented sense of humor there, but I, I, I like <laughs> she's it. gangster, bro. She's gangster as shit. As far as I know, she's <laughs> so they uh you know, if those things right there, if a if a recruit score off on a drone instructor, which I can I tell you right now, it did happen. It did. It did happen. Um, it happened with one of my platoons, um, not with me, but another drill instructor. And it doesn't go down like you think it does. That you think of these, you know, there's going to be drill instructors coming out of the woodwork, like fucking rappelling down, coming through <laughs> windows all over you. That does not happen. At that point, at that point now, it's just, it's just two dudes. And now, hey, now the drill instructor wants to keep their career, right? So when that, yeah. I tell you, when that situation happened with me, you know, I, I I really didn't know what to fucking do. I had no fucking clue because I had never seen that before. I never even think that whatever was going to happen, but it did. And so right, now the I, I got to try to get the boys in line. Now, luckily, the boys respected me, respected me to the point where I'm fucking screaming and I got to get them. I got to kind of rein them back in. Right. You got hey, You want to step up? Let's fucking do it. Let's step up. And of course, nobody did that. And I was glad that fucking nobody did that. <laughs> right, right. So now, totally now get I'm it. thinking to myself, like, I'm only saying this to try to save face, to try to get this platoon back in line. <laughs> but if I didn't go to toe toe with a recruit, I'm going to fucking jail. Like, there's right. just, it's not, it's not going to be worth it, right? It's on the gotta, fence. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do something to get them back in line, right? To snap, snap them back into reality where they are, right? Like, you're not right. back in the block, you know? So, I mean, you know, you guys know the drill instructors, you know, polyurethane on covers, right? You guys know that? Why those covers no, were so stiff? We used to put polyurethane on them. Um, that's why, like, in the rain, them fucking things never moved, right? Yeah. Oh, it, was, it, was like, okay. it was like a layer of shellac on there. It was almost plastic. Good to so know. I, I, I never knew that. that. I took okay. that cover off, and I fucking flung it, and that thing just shattered against the stanchion. You know? <laughs> And then all the recruits, I had a recruit standing in line for, for, oh, for, it seemed like forever until, you know, leadership came down. I had to make phone calls, you know, um, it was, uh, I've seen it happen, but it does, it definitely doesn't go down like you think it does by no right. means. Yeah. So, you know, whenever you're talking about that first, uh, the, the receiving right in the very beginning and you've got that moment of truth. So two things the the ones that raised their hands because i wasn't one um like what happens to them and then is there actually a scenario where people could get out for like failure to to train if they refuse to train uh refuse to train no i've never seen that um i've seen people try to get out 
you know, with usually it's some kind of medical problem, right? So there's a there's a part of uh, Paris Island called the PCP, right? Just physical conditioning platoon. If you break your leg or you twist your ankle, you go over there. And it's usually you, you wait until you heal, and then you just, you know, pick back up where you left off. So when you could be at the rifle range, whichever company or battalion is at the rifle range, that's just where you go. Um, but you never, I never seen anybody, you know, actively try to get out of training, you know, say, Hey, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to walk away. This isn't for me. Sorry. I didn't waste, I didn't waste your time guys, yeah. but here's all my shit. <laughs> I'm just going to get back on the bus. No, there was never any of that because, you know, you know, recruiters do a good job of making sure that people stay because they, they get their quota, you know, but you know, at, at receiving, you, know, you get a fair amount of people that that's that true sense. I mean, I was a receiving hat. So, you know, after you do after you do a year on the street pushing platoons, you do what's called quota, right? Um, like the guys teaching, like Mother Next Square, the ones teaching knowledge, those are all drone instructors. It's like their time off. You're not pushing platoons. Okay. They, put me, they put me at receiving. So I was getting the kids off the bus. You know, going to get their gear. You know, I would I work with the other with the other Jones uh, team they're going to. You know, that EDI would hand me his his ditties. I'd start teaching the ditties. You know, just you know, getting everybody for drill. That's what receiving is. You get that, but that's like their true their true, you know, sense of reality right there. That's when it really starting to come together for them. You get once in a while, you get some kids that, you know, they still think they're back on the block, right? And, you get you gotta you gotta kind of rein them in a little bit, but I've never seen anybody actively try to get out of training. Say, hey, this isn't for me. Sorry, it's just hey, I didn't mean to waste your time. I've, I, never, I didn't see that. Do you usually, I remember? Kinda, usually, go ahead. usually they try to fake something. They would think like, oh, you know, um, my back hurts, or you know, <laughs> I, can't, I can't carry this rifle. Yeah, you know? hey, Sylvester, do you think? Uh, do you think a lot of parts of that part of that is because I know that I think Frank and probably and definitely Mia is because. They don't bounce out like, oh, I can't do this and I'm out because they don't want to go home to their families with a tail between their legs kind of deal. Some of it is. I mean, you know, the Marine Corps has a reputation for it is, and we guys, we know this, right? Yeah. You know, just by saying you're a Marine, you get something for that, right? right. Everybody wants that. Everybody joins the Marine Corps because of that. It's not because of, you know, our equipment or, you know, you know how we fight wars. That has not because if that's it's go to join the fucking army. I mean, you, you're gonna yeah. get the same thing, right? What's We're the difference different. between the Marine Corps? The Marine yeah. Corps is that is that sense of accomplishment, right? Yes, not just yes. the brotherhood, because that's just that's just an added bonus. But it, it could it could be a layer of that. You know, they say, hey, listen, I really gotta do this. But that's the difference between the Marine Corps and those other branches. Is that those other branches? I feel, you know, they they join those things. And they're like, ah, if it doesn't work out, it's not a big deal, right? right. I'm gonna yeah. try to do it. Where you know, the, when they say that you know, everybody, every, you know, only only a few are born to be Marines, right? You're right. And even, and even fewer actually do it, right? So anybody who enlists, they know it's going to be a challenge, and they and it's like they almost have it's, a, it's that right men mentality where they want to challenge themselves to do it. It's just yeah. that some some didn't realize just how challenging it, it really is. Right. I know yeah. I was speaking with a, with a friend of mine who had made the comment. He's like, man, I, 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 he's like, I just don't think I could stand there and be yelled at. And I said, you know, now it's kind of funny. Cause looking back on it, if I went now, I'm like, who the fuck are you yelling at? Right. But of course I am a Marine. I've gone to combat, but I told him, I said, you got to remember where I was time and place in my life. I was 18 years old. 
fresh as fuck, Adam. Fresh as fuck. <laughs> and I was willing to do like whatever you whatever you tell me to do. That's what I'm willing to do because the objective is to become a Marine. You want to yell at me? Fucking yell at me. You you know whatever it takes. And a lot of people, I just I don't think they get it because they're not willing to do whatever it takes to achieve right. anything in their fucking life, right? Right. Yeah. So they don't know how we can be so willing to go through that shit to achieve a goal that we have for ourselves in our life. Yeah. yeah well, quick, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, that's it. That's all I had. Uh, all I, I want to add to that, I'm like, you know, the commercials are so fucking generic. Like they have us fighting a dragon and shit. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying, like, but but uh, the few, the proud, and the brave. That's right. Now let me add this real quick. I remember distinctly when we were in there when we had a, they were checking our assholes and shit. You remember I have to go in there and bend over and check? They check their asshole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, that, that, yeah. It's not very comfortable. Yeah. I never, I never checked assholes at when I was a drone. No, I didn't, I, think, I, didn't think, I didn't think you were an asshole inspector. Not, not you. You were the receiving. Anyways, so. I remember after, <laughs> after getting my asshole inspected, not you, you were anyways, I got back into the waiting room and I was sitting there and this kid was sitting next to me. He's like, you're going to the Marines, dude. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I am. He's like, are you fucking crazy, man? And he kind of got a little nervous for a second. I was like, yeah, I might be crazy. You know, what's up? Because he joined the army, he's like, dude, I thought about the Marines. And he was like, hell no, you know. And that kind of actually gave me more motivation to do some crazy shit. I think, I think you have to be a little bit, like you said, Sylvester, uh, a little bit different. I don't want to say crazy, but courageous, like one of the few that can only do it. Correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So speaking of receiving, um, it's funny because I remember uh -oh. when you came to three six. And Lybrook came over and he's like, dude, see that guy over there? He's like, don't say anything to him. But he was my receiving drill instructor. And I was like, well, I'm absolutely going to go say something to him. I'm like, you don't fucking tell me that. And I think that's the first thing I ever said to you was I came over and said some shit about that, about Lybrook being being one of your guys. Like you gave a fuck. You didn't, you know, which yeah, is I to be expected. I don't remember him. No. Yeah. I didn't. I, didn't so, I, barely, I barely remember that I, that was actually their drone instructor from that was in three six. There was a couple guys in three six. I was there. I was their drone instructor, not their yeah. receiving. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh, a couple of the guys like they had messaged me, and they they told me that you were their drone instructor, which yeah. I thought that was pretty. That's kind of cool. So what what's that? That's I guess that's like a perfect segue to the next question. Is all right. So you're all fucking you know, di'd up. And now you got to come back to the fleet, right? Like, first of all, do they, I mean, you know, how we have like taps, uh, taps and steps when we get out, there's like a two day transition. Is there right. any transition? Is there, or is it just fucking go? Here's your no, next there's, no, there's, there's no fucking transition. I mean, I, when I, when I, you know, when I got, when I got in trouble down there, um, you know, it's where, where are they going to put me? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, I wasn't Can't alone. Hurt. I wasn't alone. No, they put me at they put me at the gym. So I was at the gym for a little while. Okay. Um, and uh, you know, going back and forth with the monitor and you know what do you mean a monitor? What's that? The, that's that's the MOS the monitor. That's the MOS. When you like re-enlist. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like a recruiter, but for people who are already in, right? They call him the monitor. He's the one that kind of handles the career. 
Yep. Um, so going back and forth with him, hey, where do you want to go? You know, I'm coming back as a corporal. So I lost I lost some rating for some things. Like I had done some specialized trainings and it was with some other units, but I lost I lost my rating because I got in trouble. So I had to go back to a victim unit, which is infantry unit. And they're like, hey, you know, you can you get you can't go anywhere else. You have to go to these units. And because I was going back as a corporal, I had no say in where I was going. It was like, hey, you're gonna go back to these units, right? Now, some units, you know, you get some first sergeants in there who are not O3s. Um, and they're like, hey, I don't want, I don't want like a DI retread. I don't want somebody who was, you know, former drone instructor to come in to come into my unit. I just don't want that. Right. I get so, that. 100%, yeah. So some of like, hey, we don't, we don't want them. And so like, hey, you're gonna go back to Eighth Marines. You're going right back to where you came from. Two eight. I'm like, awesome. Um, I knew, and you know, I was only gone for you know just about two years. Most of the guys were still still in there, so I knew everybody. Going to two eight, and I, you know, I had a I had a partner with me. We know who that partner is, um, who was coming from the West Coast. You know, now that my that particular partner. Um, he didn't have a lot of time, even though he's an 03, didn't have a lot of a lot of time in the fleet. Cause he, you know, his career was he was on a different path than us, right? He was eighth and I, silent drill. We get you, man. We get silent you. Silent drill platoon. And then he ended up going to, I think he was with, I think he was with an LAR unit on the West Coast before he went to the to the drill field. Um, I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that's where where he was. So he was he was itching to get to a victim unit. Like, I want to go a victim unit. And we were we were all set. We drove right up, you know, Highway 17 from Paris Island right up to Camp Lejeune. I said, like, "Hey, I knew exactly where we we're going." I walked right into the battalion office, went and checked in. I was like, "Hey, we, we, we were in our alphas, you know." And um, the uh, the the company for the, the I think it was a company first song first song or maybe the battalion saw major. I can't remember. We went and saw him. We were checking in, and come to find out, we we checked in the three six, not two eight, because. 28 had moved to the next building down yes. and I actually walked into the 36 building. So we checked in the 36. And uh <laughs> we were like, hey, no, and we found out it was it was it was kind of like a joke, like, oh, you know, I, I can't I think it was I think it was a battalion saw major. I can't remember. Uh, but I remember he was there and he was like, Oh no, no, we're, we're taking you guys. You guys are coming right here. And I was like, Well, I'm we're supposed to go to 28. He's like, next thing he comes, he goes in his office, comes out like two minutes later, he's like, No, you're not. You're coming here now. I mean, he must I don't know what, but yeah, we were supposed to check in the two eight, and uh, we just ended up walking into the wrong building, and it was three. Six. That's fucking awesome, dude! I never knew that story. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah we were supposed to check I'll in. We ended up that up. story. And I remember, I remember my partner was like, "Well, he didn't care who he was going to. He was like, hey, who's the point?'" And we're like, "Hey, three six. Hey, well, hey, what's, I'm staying here. We stay here. Let's stay safe. We're, we're going to deploy." Gangster, right. love it. So, yeah, because you guys. You know, uh, when when did you get there? Did you get there before um, CAX? Did you do CAX with us? Uh, did I do CAX? I can't. I've done I've done CAX so many times I can't remember. Uh, really? Yeah. I mean, uh, we did you did CAX every year. Every year you did CAX. Every year you did yeah. Bridgeport. You know, cold weather training. Every unit did that. It was a rotation. That was before. Of course, it was before the wars. You know, before yeah. 11. I don't want to get away from Frank's. Uh, answer a question at all but eventually i want to know how generally how many times you think you've been to cax because cax was oh, hell for me proceed uh, my friend frank i don't know four four maybe five times maybe well five. wasn't there Jeez. something strong was using a term like pre 9 11 that you guys had that every infantry unit did 
there was like an, another term. I think it was something you guys did at CAX. Oh, uh, I can't um, remember it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, I want to say like a UDT or something, but no, uh, we had we had a couple things back then. We had what's called uh, a McCrest, a McCree, McCrest. Yeah, yeah. So that was Marine Marine Combat Readiness Evaluation. So it's like you know. <laughs> I mean, you guys are crucible marines, so you know, you know, like the, you know, the 52 hours of, you know, up and at them, you know, marching and then doing little ops. It was doing that, so you were, you know, you were doing like and get you were constantly getting hit on patrol, contact left, contact right, doing that for for like a week, and you just you're, mar- you're marching the entire time, and you're being evaluated. Every unit had to do that. Of course, yeah. once 9/11 hit, they were like, yeah, this guy, you know, they they started going with the units who were the most ready. Right, I think two eight three six, uh, through three six was one of the first ones in Afghanistan. I was actually on on a med float on nine eleven. I was in Kosovo. Yeah, I was going to ask about that here too. Yeah, yeah. They, they pulled us off. So um, I know three six is going in. Two eight was supposed to go in because we were the most ready. That's what a med float is for. Right. Like, you're, 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 yeah. This is a contingent force, uh, but it was so close to 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 to, um, to turnover. They're like, hey, we're, we're not we're not going to send you guys in. Um, I think they eventually did go in after I got orders to the drill field, but um, you know they had so you're being evaluated for that, and you know most after after 9/11, well actually you know right around 9/11 they were saying hey who's the most ready? There was only like one or two units that were the most ready. After that they were just kind of forgot about the McCrest, like they stopped asking about it. They were just <laughs> just go every seven months you're going right, yep. you're going somewhere, you're going to somewhere, so. You know, back then, it was, that's the way it was. It was like, you know, you did CACs, you did Bridgeport. I mean, winter, summer, Bridgeport. I mean, California is fucking cold. I mean, you fucking sucks. It's Northern California blows, man. It's cold up there. It's cold. <laughs> did, did you go to AP Hill, Sylvester? I did not. No. I, uh, so when, when 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 8th Marines, I actually crossed deck when I was with 8th Marines. I went to, uh, when they were doing a Unitas, I don't know if you guys know what a Unitas is. That's down in South America. Um, they were doing uh, Unitas, and they end up going to had to go to AP Hill for that. I got deployment uh, orders to Haiti. I, I did a I did a, a UN support group to Haiti. Oh shit! So I was in yeah. I spent uh, didn't you know, in Haiti. I was back in '99. Yeah. How long were you there for? Uh, man, how long? six months maybe six six or six or eight months. I tell you what, man. One of the coolest things about this fucking podcast for me is like getting to know you guys better you know like we went to like fucking afghanistan together and you know i was thinking and i don't want this to come across the wrong way but i was like a week a week ago or so i was mowing the lawn i'm on the tractor and i'm like why the fuck do i like him so much like what and and so i was thinking about it and you know when we were in afghanistan (laughs) even though you you had been in what eight years or so you're a corporal um, had been on the drill field. Uh, you were a squad leader, and what Wilson was a squad leader, yeah. and what England, England was the other one, I think. England was, yeah. England, yeah. And then me being a fucking lance corporal that had been in for a year and a couple months was a squad leader for the assaultman. It's like even though I was I was there, like you still you you'd kind of you'd bust my balls like this big brother would, but you treated me with that almost same respect as a peer. Right. And I think that was just such a yeah. I don't like, know. Was that movie you, uh, Full Metal Jacket like that? <laughs> like you, Wilson, and England, and I mean Ruble too, man. I mean the way that you guys treated me, being this just 
boot motherfucker that had never deployed or done anything um just to earn tons of like admiration and respect for you right, guys right right i can give you some insight on that real quick we'd love it all right um so what what for the for those for those listening what what mos were you me oh 351 which 341. is 341 anti-tank assault man all right uh which means you had to carry well we didn't unfortunately we didn't get to carry the javelin but we got to call it carry demo and the and the small yeah, and, 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 and one of the reasons why people are kind of nice to you, it's almost like a machine gunner, right? Is we're not carrying that shit. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be nice to the guy who is carrying that shit. But right. you know, that's that's again, that, there's little old jokes aside, but you know, that's <laughs> we, we will know, was, jokes, dude. They're awesome. <laughs> well, that's why nobody fucking. fucks with Mortarman, also, because no, we I ain't no one could do tube. I ain't carrying that thing. Uh-uh. Nope. They carry the shit, and they're the only ones that know how the fuck it works. Yes. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. I got to ask, Sylvester, did you see the podcast? Because this is real deal, Holyfield. Did you see the podcast where, I'll say it because he'll be proud of this, McCabe, where he wanted to take all of our rounds. And I'm like, McCabe, that's too much. That's too much. He put all of our rounds, strapped them all on his back. He carried them shits. I think it was on the death march. He carried them shits so long. It broke his foot, dude. So he's yeah. flat-footed now. Did you do you remember that podcast, man? Uh, I remember. I, I I think I heard that podcast. Um, That's crazy, man. Uh, Max respect. Yeah, but I remember. I think I remember that one because I think he was the one when we were we found out like somebody in the company found out he was carrying all the all the motor rounds, so we had to spread load them out. So I think even I had a motor round in my pack. Like everybody was just grabbing him, like, "Hey, take this motor round." <laughs> he had too much he was carrying all of them. Yeah. Like, yes. Yes. Yeah, I remember that. I do. I remember yeah. that. Mad so this, respect you, for that guy. You know, but but back on back on Francis. I mean, yes, sir. You know, that's the the way I was raised in the Marine Corps was you know, everybody's a brother, even though even the fucking turrets are a brother, right? Right. And, right. You know, you have and you know my Marines didn't really get a didn't really get a sense of this. Some of them did, but I'm, I'm you know I don't talk to all the Marines that I've had. Some of them, they want to piss on me if I was on fire. And I get it, right? Because I, I wrote them too much, you know? But it was all it was all by design, you know? Some some of them got it, some didn't. We get it. You know? We get it. You know, some of those guys like England and, and Wilson, those are those are those are some really good guys. You know, they were they yeah. had they were they were smart, but you also gotta understand where they came from. You know, they came from security forces where, you know, back then, you know, back in the nineties, you know, security forces, um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, like eighth and I, when they plucked those guys out of, out of SOI, you know, they did that for two years and then they got put to the fleet and now they're a sergeant and they didn't, they didn't spend any time out in the bush. So what do they do? They read that FM, FM one from cover to cover, you know, but when it comes to execution, that's where the true test is. And Wilson and England, you know, they got it. They got it a little bit, but you know, I mean, I was just in longer. I had more time, man. I had more time in the bush. I had more time doing a lot of the things that they had. So it was easy for me to kind of get along with them because they were, I was, I was kind of helped bringing them along. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Ruble, you know, I really don't remember Ruble that much, but, um, you know, I mean, I, they had me as a platoon. So I mean, I was a platoon. So I was a corporal. I think that was before you guys got there. Um, well, no, yeah. That was uh that was before Ruble got there, yeah. Yeah, they had me as a platoon song. Every all the platoon songs we had to do like having a freaking mutiny. They were like, he's gonna be a freaking he's a corporal, he's a platoon sergeant, 
And um, I mean, if you're experienced, though, I mean, you should, yeah, I mean, but I but I did it, you know. Platoon sergeants, you know, you got to go to platoon, platoon leaders course and all that other shit. I mean, those those things, some of those. And again, you got to remember, my platoon sergeants when I was in, they had twenty plus years in because it was so hard to get promoted in the infantry. It yeah, was just so yeah. hard, you know. They had Somebody guys to die or something. Yeah, to get you know. And then you know, Ruble Ruble was part of that group too. You know, they were yes, just sir. you know. They were still coming out of that, right? He was one of probably one of the most senior staff sergeants in the freaking Marine Corps. Yeah. Um, but you know, then here I am, a little corporal. You know, I'm 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 pushing up nine years here, and they're like, "Hey, man, my two stripes. You know, what do I got? You know, I got a couple. <laughs> I got a couple deployments. You know, I get yeah, I get a, I get a combat action. Sure, all right. And you know, I got a failed time in the drill field. Yeah, there's your platoon sergeant right there. You know, that's well. You know what though? So after you guys went to one six. So Ruble took over weapons and there wasn't a single fucking corporal after Afghanistan. That's I took over section leader as a Lance. And then y'all the 41s and 31s, none of y'all had a fucking corporal. It was just a bunch of Lance corporals running that shit. It it was crazy, but it worked. And, you know, and a lot of that is thanks to the leadership that we had in Afghanistan that helped prepare us, you know, for, what was to come well anyways with that said you know sylvester rank sometimes doesn't mean shit like we know good guys got broken down who are the best leaders ever you know and you were definitely one of them we we talked mad props about you though that 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 old pin you put on your shit you know sometimes it don't mean shit you you can be a fucking private and be the one that leads the people into the war you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some insight. And this is something that the Marine Corps. Do I, I don't know. I don't know if they kind of got away from, but you know, back in back in the '90s, back when you know my when I was coming up in the Marine Corps. Yeah. You know, when you go out to the field, everybody takes that rank off. Nobody wears rank on bush, right? And they say it's because you know, if you get captured or whatever, you know, nobody wants to know who your leadership is, right? But that's a true test of who a leader is, right? Because and they say it on the call. I'm in a corporate world now, right? I'm in a corporate world. I'm in, I'm in senior management, right? And if somebody has to, you can always tell a weak leader when they got to they got to start off the conversation by telling you what title they are. You know that 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 speaks volumes right there. Like, hey, if they have to tell me that they're a vice president, then they're probably not a very good one. If they have to tell me that, because if they have to tell you, yeah. If they're if they're a vice, if you know, same thing in the Marine Corps. If they're if they're a strong platoon sergeant or a strong squad leader and a strong leader, doesn't they shouldn't have to tell you what rank they are. Lead you know, by yeah. example. You should you should already know that just by being by, be, you yeah. know, engaging with them. Yeah. And hey, this you know this person, you know they're a good leader. And I always you know you know I remember my first team leader. Um, you know, he, he kind of—it's the way he kind of explained it to me, and it made—it made a lot, it made a made a shit ton of sense to me. You know, yeah. like, you know, I shouldn't—I shouldn't have to look at somebody's collar right. to to realize how I'm going to address them. I address them by what they're giving back to me, like through their You're presence, right. through, their, yes. through their bearing, through their bearing, right? And the same thing out in the corporate world, you know. And I, I say it all the time. I was saying to 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 my to my 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 team today, my staff, you know, hey, if somebody has to tell you that they're a vice president, then they're probably not a very good one. So just keep that in mind. Correct. That's a good that, point to make. That, that, yeah. yeah, those are really, really good points, like both the civilian side and and the Marine Corps side. Yeah, you, dude, you were, I mean, you were an awesome guy to be able to serve with, awesome leader in Afghanistan. Like, I'll, I'll never forget on that death march, 
when what we were two days, three days into it, right. and Gunny Rubel told us, you know, you guys got to go up on and secure the top of that mountain so we can get resupply. And wow. he pretty much said, whoever's got the energy to go, go. And like you were the first fucking one. Like you blazed the trail. Like you led the fucking, you led us up it. Right. Uh, you know, I, I think I had a heart attack on that one. I don't remember, but I remember I was, I was gassed, you know, but I remember, you know, I don't know if that was with you guys when you guys were, uh, we were on in Southern Afghanistan, right? By Salerno. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that, that was, that was with you guys, right? I kind of, I kind of, yeah. all kind of blend together with me. Um, yeah. No, that was, I don't know if you guys realize if you guys get the story on that, but that could have turned bad really quick. You guys had no idea what was on the other side of that hill. It was it was bad. It was there was a lot of shit waiting there for us. Um, but luckily, we you know just our, our sheer presence. Again, this is what I was uh, the way it was explained to me during a debrief. Through sheer our sheer presence, it just scared you know the enemy just enough that they didn't want to test us. You know. So but- are you are you referring to when we got dropped off on that mountaintop? Yep. Okay, because I remember because I was sat, with you. We, we sat there for like three or four days on this stand. Yes. It was like the standoff, right, from mountaintop. Yes. We can see them. Oh, yeah. That's yes. the one. And then they, what, they resupplied us with some weapons guys with the Mark yep. 19s and the 50 cals. Yep. We, were, we, yep. were getting ready, we were getting ready to, to fight. Right. We were getting like ready to motherfuckers. Yeah, man. But it was, it was, yeah, man, it was, it was going to be bad. I mean, from, from what we were, we were gathering was what we were facing. It was, it was going to be a hellacious gunfight. Some some people some some people would say we, we were lucky, but some of us crazy motherfuckers would be like, would have been like, know. hey, you know, we missed out, right? Like that's yeah, we the missed thing. The fuck out. You know <laughs> what? I mean, right. I felt like we had great positions. We had the fucking high ground. Like if they were gonna fuck around, they were gonna find out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there's, only, there's only one way to find that out, I guess, right? But I yeah, remember that very yeah. distinctly because I remember, like, you know, that group. And I, Francis, I remember you, man. You were, man. You were like me or Frank. No, yeah, Frank. How many okay, Francis yeah, yeah. do we have here? Is your name Francis? Yeah, last name Francis. Yeah. Frank. No, no, yeah, but I said Francis, and then Gray's like me. No, no, no I'm sorry. I'm sorry, oh, you're, you're man. Sorry. sorry. Okay. All right. You know, I remember. I remember there was a. Where was where, you? Were, you were by a tree. I remember your, your paws was like by a tree. And you were just, you were there all, like, all night, just eyes forward, just just ready, ready to light something up. I'm like, man, this motherfucker. So what did I do? <laughs> remember where I sat? I sat right behind you. I'm like, hey, if I'm, if, I'm, if something's going to go down, I'm going to be behind this motherfucker who's just, who's just itching to light something up. That way, hey, I have enough time to get my boots on, and I can get into the fight, right? Yeah, those, that, remember, Afghanistan was fucking wild, man. It was wild. Yeah, that was that was that was definitely interesting. I gotta yeah. check out how many minutes we got, Frank, because I want to bring up this fucking. I mean, we've we've got at least nine, but like you know, we we didn't drop anything today. So if we roll a little bit over, you know, right. this is this wanna... is a good one, man. Like I've been, it is. dude, we've been looking forward to this for fucking like it feels like weeks now. You know, just yeah. all the questions and shit that the lore and the Marine Corps and the rumors. And like, finally we got to get some really, really cool stories. And uh, before you do a question though. Yes, sir. Have you got, what's one of the, maybe the funniest fucking things that you, you've seen as a DI that a, a recruit do. Cause we know recruits do some yeah. stupid, funny yeah, ass there's shit. Just, there's just so many. I mean, I can't even think, I mean, I know some things I've done 
you know, and again, I didn't, you know, I'm not, oh man, what was that one? There was one, I was, uh, I, I don't, and I'm one of, you know, one of our Marines, I can't remember what platoon it was, but one of our three, six, it could have been, it could have been their platoon, just an FYI. I don't know. I can't remember, but there was a kid who was a little bit heavy, right? And um, I think we we were coming up on initial drill, um, which initial drill was a third hat. So I was, I was a heavy, the third hat was taking him out. Um, but he had, he was, the third hat was, was, it was right before that. So it was, it was gone. So it was just me. Right. And I remember we were, uh, we were doing some initial drum. I think I'm, I'm popping sticks. I'm going through, uh, like inspection arms, you know, when you go through, you know, rifle movement, right. Um, in the squad bay, we were doing that. And he said something, this recruit said something about, I made a comment that he was gaining weight. And while he was there, like when I heard a fucking recruit gaining weight because his buttons were like, they were like tapping out. Right. And he said, he said, you're getting fucking fat. He's like, uh, this recruit's not fat, sir. This, you're not fat or you're not fat. So I, and again, this is something that I heard that another drill instructor did. So I took it, had that kid in the, on the quarter deck in front of a mirror. So like, oh, you're not fat. He must be him. He's fat. So if you're not fat, you may make sure he's, he's fat. You better let him know. Say, I'm not fat, you are. I'm not fat, you are. I'm not fat. He was did that for about an hour in the in the quarterback in the mirror. And I didn't that I didn't pat that didn't, that didn't come for me. I got that from another drone structure. Uh, yes. but little things like that. But you guys have really have no idea just how we you know drone structures, they're not, you know, they're not these freaking mate, these these animals, these devils, uh, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, many times I've had to walk behind racks because Drill instructors, you know, recruits just did the dumb shit. I had to get walk behind a rack just so I can laugh, and then come, you know, pull myself together. And then, you know, I mean, I, I there was a, my, I think it was my my second platoon, uh, my second platoon as a, I was a, I was a third hat again, and we had this, we had these kids come in from from South Miami, right, South Florida, this whole boot dump come in from South Florida, and not a lot of kids spoke English, you know. So for like the first probably three or four weeks of a crew training, if you open the windows, walking by golf company, second battalion, set, you know, second floor, or you would hear C senor for like <laughs> as loud as you can. Because they couldn't say yes, sir. Just, so we just we just we just let them do it. Right? <laughs> and the first time they were doing that, just the whole recruit, the whole half the platoon, like 88 kids, over half of those kids all came from the same place, right? C senor, C senor. So the whole platoon started saying, I mean, I was just like, I had to walk behind a rack. So like, this, this can't be fucking real. Like, really? <laughs> um, I, Provost is a big time listener. That's my boy. He wanted me to, to ask, you know, there was a, there was a drill instructor, second battalion, mm-hmm. um, hurricane, hurricane Foxtrot. Last name started with an F. You know what I'm talking about? No. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it offline. He wanted me uh, to ask you some stuff about him, but maybe we'll just hold that one for offline. Well, what, what's the? Uh, what's, I might know the story. I might not remember him. Oh, he was just his his one of his drill instructors, <laughs> and it was fucking mayhem. They were on the third deck. I was on the third deck, and we could see the crazy fucking shit that was going on over there. Uh-huh. Um, he ran them over into our squad bays, made us fight you know, for dominance for our squad days. I I, I, I used to do that a lot. I mean, I remember my first cycle. I'll tell you this. My first cycle, senior drill instructor, great guy, you know, awesome dude. But, you know, he was checked out. He was on his last platoon. He was getting ready to rotate. 
he was checked out. So he kind of left me and me and the heavy by ourselves. And my heavy, you know, good guy. I talk to him all the time still. You know, he was he was he he was from one platoon ahead of me. So he was a class ahead of me at the high school. So that's about as senior as he was. So right. we really had no fucking clue what the <laughs> hell we were doing. We were, and he wasn't an 03. So a lot of times he'd be like, hey, listen, you're going to kick stress. You're an 03. You're going to get them ready. And I'm just going to tighten up the drill. I mean, we had, I remember we were, in, we, were doing, we were doing drill on the parade deck. And, you know, you're only supposed to grab one, 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 one recruit at a time because everybody's watching. The senior's watching. But that's where the right. senior comes in to kind of keep the drill instructors in line. We had no fucking senior. At one point, he was literally marching like just four fucking guys. <laughs> the rest of the platoon, I had them all in the freaking pit because I was just grabbing them. Grabbing, grabbing. Can I go run over there? As soon as he would walk by the pit again, I just grabbed 10 more. <laughs> and there was no, no scene. Oh, this, you know, series guns comes on. He's like, drone shoulders. He's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> get, get back, get, get back, get back in formation because we just, you know, because we didn't have nobody to rein us in. And I remember we were doing, uh, um, we're doing a uh, inspection, right? Final inspection, where the you know the, the series commander comes out. You guys know you're in your uniform. You're up all night. Yeah. <laughs> Our uniforms. We had summer creases, bro. We had there were summer here and summer there. We had creases, and uh, we, we didn't we didn't clean the weapons. So what I did was we, we just grabbed you know you grab the donkey dick. No offense, Janine, but donkey dick. I just I just lubed them. I just lubed them down. They had so much CLP on them. <laughs> That when the recruits were doing inspection arms, you know, the series commander stood in front of them. The very first one went to inspection arms. As soon as he brought that bolt home, splash. It was just COP all over his freaking uniform. He's just like, he got he got halfway down first squad and he's like, he's like, I'm done. That was an awesome story, dude. Like classic. Seriously, people are gonna love that story so much. I could, and I, I could just and like what's funny is. You haven't been there. You can just like picture it. Just picture fucking running around all this shit. Oh man, oh dude, that's that's awesome. Over their car frames because we were stepping on them. I mean, it was bad because we just we were lawless. We had no we had no guidance. It was just hey, let's train them. Okay, that's what we did. That's what we did. You did a good job, man. That's a great story. So. I don't ever. know. I don't know what happened. I, I don't. I didn't know what happened with that group. I mean, that was my first cycle. So. You know, I was like it was 2002. Like a, it was like a that was 2002. Yeah, it's 2002. Yeah, 2002. Yeah, probably, oh probably summer, summer of 2002. I don't know what happened to that group. Well, if anybody's listening, man, you remember Sergeant <laughs> Sylvester? Fucking hit us up. Reach. We want to hear. We want to hear. We want to hear about that. that was, shit. I, I mean, I, that was that was probably my my the most fun I've had as a drone strike to my very first. <laughs> and I, and I thought it was gonna be like that. I thought it was gonna be like that. So the next cycle. You know, we had a senior, we had a you know another EDI, and then I was a third hat, and they were like, "Hey, there ain't gonna be any of that bullshit." You know, I had to play by the rules. I had to do everything. You know, I didn't. You know, and that's you know, I did it. I did. I did what I needed to do. Right. I did everything the right way. You know, and then I said, now as an EDI, you know, now I was kicking it right back at them too. I kept trying to keep an eye on my third hat. You know, because I was you know I was worried about drill. That's what EDI does. You got to make sure drill looks sharp. That's it. Right. That's the whole purpose. It's to make sure a drill looks sharp. So you ain't pulling nobody out of my formation. I don't care about the fucking pit right now. They're learning this. They're, learning, they're, they're getting the drill tight. You know, so there's always a little bit of that going back and forth, right? Yeah, no, that, that, I mean, I, that makes sense for sure. It does. It does. I want right, to we... know who this drill instructor is, too, because I probably know I probably know the name. 
Yeah, yo, you know him, man. I, you know what? Yeah. I know him so well. I remember he had like a, like a red or a dark maroon Toyota Forerunner with rims. Like that's how well I remember him. And he wasn't even my fucking drill instructor. Huh? What was his name? Well, I, I didn't say that. I'm not going to say his name. I know. I know. If, um. So before we wrap up, because I feel like I've done all the questions. You got some questions there, Gray? Like, I do have one question that. Eunice, I mean, he wanted me to ask this question, and I thought it was hilarious, and I thought you would... It seems like you have a good memory of all this stuff. <clears throat> so he said, one time, do you remember Sergeant uh, Rudatsky? I think so. Was he the... Uh, between, was he the... Uh, uh, he was the T-Rex arms. Yeah, he was... Uh, a little bit shrinkish. Um, it's child time! <laughs> Oh man, what do they call that? Uh, he was he was he wasn't a he was a sergeant, but he wasn't uh, he wasn't with a platoon. He was with uh, headquarters. Yes, yeah, but a police, they, police sergeant. He was a police sergeant, right? Police sergeant. That's the name. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes. So Eunice wanted me to tell you this. Okay. He said Sergeant Madaksky didn't know one time to fucking do the guide on, and you had to come in and fucking correct his ass and do it, and you were like underranked do you remember that no no but you did no. that that's a fact like he yeah, didn't know I, how to I, do I, the I, I i'm not i'm not surprised on that because I remember, I. I remember our first sergeant we had a bunch of kids come out a lot of sergeants coming back from sergeant's course where um you know they teach them some drill some drill movements right and i remember they were they were doing uh doing some kind of stuff i forgot what the hell it was but they had swords right so we're doing sword manual and uh, first song, um, he, like, stopped him in the middle of He's like, you all are more fucked up than a football bat. He's like, Sylvester, can you go out there and fucking show them how to do it? So him as a corporal, and I remember there was a, a – I think he was a gunner or a staff son. I can't remember. We were out in the, out in the quad, and um, he was walking by, and, and I'm, I'm lacing into this sergeant. I can't remember who the hell it was. Um, I'm lacing into him. Because he just he couldn't get the movement right. And he said, This is what they taught us at Sergeant's course, but they taught you fucking wrong. Um, and I'm just I'm I'm lacing into him and this I, Sergeant or it was a staff sergeant or a gunny, I can't remember, comes by and he's like, Hey corporal, who the fuck do you think you're talking to? And then all you see is first on first on from way the fuck away, like on the other side of the quad, yells over and says, He's all right. That's all you heard. And then he guy just turns around and walks away. He's cool, he's good. <laughs> Bolton, I, I love Bolton, man. Like, and everybody, you know, Harris, I didn't realize he went back as far as, like, he was there in Kandahar with Harris and those guys. Uh, that dude, that guy, I love that dude, man. Uh, yeah, he was, uh, he was, he was, he was a true first sergeant. Like, I mean, even, even when I was, you know, coming up, you know, before, before the wars, you know, your first sergeant wasn't always an 03. Because it's at that point, the MOS is a 99.99. It could be anybody, right? Right. Um, because the, the rank itself is the MOS. So you didn't really you didn't see a lot of 03 first sergeants, you know? Doesn't mean they weren't all good. Some were really good. He was one of the ones, I think probably one of my only two that I've had that are actually an 03. Um, and he was, he was, he, he took care of the boys. Do you remember? So was, do you know, was Gunny Taylor? Was he an 03? Um, I believe so. He was a good Ooh, dude I too, man. I I know we got to wrap up, but it's so funny because you know they were both DIs, right? Yep. And yep. man, it was like 
I don't know. I was brand new, so it was probably like September of 2003. Oh, that's what I'm And for whatever it, reason, and it it was the only it was the only Sunday I didn't get a fucking haircut. <laughs> and you know, all of a sudden we had a uniform inspection, just camis, nothing crazy. And first Sergeant Bolton and Gunny Taylor were running it, and I didn't have a fresh haircut. So real quick before we came down from third deck, we just slapped on a cover. Right, just buzzed around, just made it look all nice and fresh. And you would fucking know it. One of those guys grabbed my cover off. <laughs> I think it was Gunny Taylor, grabbed my cover off, like looked at my fucking hair, called uh called first sergeant bolton over he's like you see this fuck and i i thought it was over man i thought i was gonna get lit up and uh first sergeant uh bolton was like well at least you put forth an effort devil dog you yeah. know like I, but, that was, that, give you but that was that was bolton right it was always yep. you know glass half full right yep bolton's like bolton's a shit yeah man we're uh harris harris has comms with him so i don't know if you heard that that was our last episode we're gonna we're gonna try to reach out with him and if oh, even man, if we don't get him on get touched he's with long him. retired i mean i wonder when he retired i mean geez he was he was at 20 something years back then so yeah well he's lord knows uh, harris said that he's retiring from his civilian job what, out in like wyoming or something like that uh-huh. and he wants to do a road trip and he wants to visit as many Marines he served with as he can. So we're going to try to help hook that up and facilitate that. Well, I could definitely, I almost guarantee you, you throw me and my partner around. He's definitely going to want to see us. Yeah. Uh, can I, I need to slip in here, man, because I, I know I'll probably never, you know, I, I, I fucking hope we have you back on again, dude. This is like my favorite hey, podcast. Hey, you know, you know, you're only about two hours from me, right? No, I did not. Yeah, I'm in Rhode Island, bro. Well, well, we're gonna fucking meet at a bar. <laughs> Shit, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, I gotta ask this dude because out of all the shit we just talked about, man, like you know, you, you know Darnell passed, right? I did not know. Yeah, he passed. Why I brought it up is because he was the only one that got into you where you didn't, you know, treat us all like you know, you know, and you guys used to play spades and shit together, right? And I was always like. How the fuck, you know, but he slipped in with you guys. You guys were tight. And I was just wondering, or I just want to at least remind you of mm-hmm. like, yeah, darn, or at least tell you that he passed. That wasn't my primary. Yeah, he passed, dude. Okay. I, I wasn't Sucks aware of that. Yeah, he uh I I, I like him. Um he was he was other than other than being my spades partner, um, on top of that, he 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 understood all my all my signs. Um what do you mean? But he, well, my size on, on spades, man. You, don't you play spades? I got you, dude. He no, I, I know what yeah. you're talking about. But other than that, like out in the field, you know, when it when it mattered, he, you know, he always seemed to understand so quickly, right? He was and smart as fuck. You know, that's why when you see when you see a marine like that, and that's just something I was always told to me. You know, you got to feed it. You know, you got to you got to mentor. You got to coach. So I kind of, even though he really didn't belong to me. Um, I always try to try to try to get in where I can, you know, teach, right, and pass yes. on some yes, things, you know. Um, that's what all what I really remember about Donnell, you know. And I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really see it as me kind of, you know, taking him under my wing or, you know, no, it, apparently it was, it was it was clear it was clear to you that you thought that maybe I had a soft spot for Donnell, right? And I, yeah. I really didn't. I just I just saw an opportunity where I could teach because. He just seemed to get things like that's to me. That's, you know, 
that's a good marine. Like he's just he's just gonna he's gonna run it and he's gonna do it, right? No, no bullshit right here. Darnell was one of the smartest people I've ever saw. I saw him fucking as a like an officer, like a lieutenant, like trying to tell us something. He would correct him. He'd be like, "No, no, 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 you're wrong." Like the guy was like <laughs> fucking brilliant and shit, dude. Uh-huh. I understand why you saw uh, potential in him. You right. know, I understand you're not just being his homie. You wanted to fill him and make him be a better Marine. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I will tell you this. I mean, that whole group, three seconds, I was telling Francis this too, you know, you know, that that whole group of three six out of all my units, you know, that I and you know, went through combat with. And I went through combat with all three of them. Um, you know, that three six was, you know, it's the only one, it's the only one that that I, I really have it right here, right? I mean, I was. When we when we went to one six, I was only one six for that for that one. I, I left halfway through, so I was the only one one six for shit. I don't know, seven months, eight months, something like that. I left halfway through that deployment, um, and when I wasn't, I was only with three six for what a year, I think. I think Probably, a yeah, a little bit before you know? Afghanistan and all the way through it, yeah. Yeah. So, well, did you guys go to the embassy too? He did. Yes, I did. Okay. Did you go? Did. Were you there? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember. I remember being all the, the the platoon commander waking me up in the middle of the night. He's like, he's like in my ear. He's like, Sylvester, <laughs> we're, we're going to war. I'm gonna need you. I'm like, oh, what the fuck, man? I don't. What a wake up call. Do I have to go? <laughs> like, shit, I don't want to go. I mean, I've already I've already done all that. Like you guys, I got the ribbons, man. I'm good, man. You guys get get all that. Um, and he's like, no, I need you. I was like, all right, let's fucking do it then. Do I get the pick? Do we get to pick who's going? Because not the whole the whole company didn't go. There was yeah. No, yeah, there was only there's only a, gr- a group of people that went to secure yep. that embassy. I mean, dude, you got I don't know if you guys because you guys were kind of young, but you could just get a sense when we when we when we got on deck there that there was a sense of relief of everybody that was on the embassy when we landed there. Like as soon as we stood post, man, people were like, you know, they were happy, they were smiling. We were the advance party. I don't know if you I don't know if you were, but I was part of the advance party. I was not the no. unit. People were scared, like they were walking outside the hooches, you know. They thought they were gonna get <laughs> hit, you know. That's why we got called in there, right? So yeah, as soon as we got on deck, they just saw us and they were like, you know, guys are coming off the heel, coming through the gate screaming, like we're screaming. <laughs> so, hey, we're getting ready for what? We're hooty hooing. They're like, Oh, these motherfuckers are we're gonna cut the chain off of these dogs and let them run. You know, everybody was just, everybody just got a sense of relief that we were there, you know. And I remember oh, yeah, we, had, we, had, we had we had a couple we had a couple a couple engagements on that one I remember. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People trying to test us, Francis. You know, people trying to test those towers, man. They fuck Brand around. News. Them up real quick. What? <laughs> they're like they're looking at us up in those towers like these guys are fresh as fuck. Uh, oh yeah, and then, you know, I see you know, hey, hey, where's my buddy's brains? Oh, they're right there. Oh, there they are. Yeah. Well, man, dude, hey. You're an awesome guy, man. I'm, you know, like thank you so much for joining us. And no dude, it was, yeah, we'll have to do this again. I know there's a lot more stories there, and uh, we thoroughly fucking enjoyed it. Like it was awesome having you on. Man, no problem. Sylvester, Sylvester, I, and I'm not, I'm, I'm not blowing smoke up your fucking bunghole, Janine. That's another bunghole one you can write down, dude. Uh, this was, I was so excited for this one, and you fucking did. And it satisfied way way more than I thought you would, man. Dude. You get your eyes you, open there, buddy, or what? He's falling asleep on us. He's, it's hey, it's almost no. Look, look. I might no, 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 no. Sebastian, look, look, motherfucker. 
I wear sunglasses on the podcast. It's not to look fucking cool. It's because I have light sensitivity, and I got this motherfucking ring light over here beaming in my face. So okay. I, it just feels comfortable to close my eyes. Listen, I'm, I'm not, not going to sleep. You understand? I'm not, I'm not an electrician or anything, but turn the fucking light off. I have to do it so I look like like I'm here, like you can see me on the podcast. Okay. Because it's you. dark in the house. All right. Well, you know. You know what? I got lights. I don't. I got a few <laughs> Christmas lights and shit. <laughs> got Christmas lights. What am I but yeah, man. We'll uh again, you know, thank you so much for taking the time, you know, this this evening to jump on with us and share with us. Like it it this is gonna be one of the best ones. So we appreciate for you sure. very much. No problem. Well, with that said, with that said, I, you got it, Adam. You ready? I got it. Uh thank you for welcome uh, to coming on to Tales from the Core. This was a wonderful episode with Sylvester. I guarantee this is one of our best ones we've ever had. My name's Adam Grizzly Gray with my co-host, motherfucking Frank Friggity fucking Mike Francis, and our wonderful co-host, I mean, wonderful producer, Janine LaRusso-Stella. And uh, we'd also appreciate uh, a five-star rating. <sighs> I fucked this up. I'm so sorry. I'm... You, you 95%. Pass. All right, uh, we do appreciate a five star rating, and uh, uh, you're on liberty, and I love you guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>